From the Financial Times in London, I'm Polita Clark and this is FT News. Russia's President Vladimir Putin says he supports the Paris Climate Agreement, but Russia's the only major emitter that has yet to ratify the accord. And Mr Putin says people shouldn't worry too much about Donald Trump's exit from the deal. So where does Russia stand on renewables? Our Moscow correspondent, Henry Foy, has been looking into this question. Henry, Russia's a big oil and gas producer and one of the world's five top countries for hydropower. Last week, it announced plans for about two gigawatts of clean energy, but that's coming off an incredibly low base. Why has it been so slow to invest in wind and solar energy? That's right. The dominance here is oil and gas. About 70% of their energy needs come from oil and gas. Nuclear is a small part, and then there's hydro. The base here is incredibly low for renewable energies. Essentially, the elephant in the room is oil and gas. There's a lot of it here. They can get it out of the ground cheaper than any other country in the world. And it's essentially been a warm blanket for their energy industry. The second problem is cash. There's not a huge amount of money around for investment in new technology. The budget is already pretty strapped. They've just come out of a recession caused by sanctions and the fall in the oil price. And there's not the public pressure that you get in places like China for environmental reasons or climate change. The vastness of the country means that there aren't massive pressure groups trying to improve the urban environments. And yet they've got enormous wind resources, obviously, as the International Renewable Energy Agency has been pointing out recently. And as you've reported in your story, it's an incredibly windy country in many parts of it. And you've spoken to some of the big companies that deal in clean energy. What have you learned? Where do the problems lie? Well, a great example is how successful the hydropower assets have been. These are mainly Soviet-built dams on enormous rivers that flow out of places like Lake Baikal, where there's huge amounts of potential. Now, This investment was made in the past and it's now paying off and companies are making huge amounts of money out of the hydropower assets. Now, that's a great example of what they could do with wind. You're right, there's vast expanses of Siberia and in the north of Russia where wind turbines would be hugely valuable and easy to deploy. The problem, of course, is that the infrastructure is very expensive. There's not the investment case for it yet here. The second is a lack of government direction. There's no real push towards making sure companies invest in this space. And this is where the Paris Agreement will come in. The other problem is This is an enormous country and there is no national grid. And so unlike in smaller countries or Western European countries where wind farms on the coast can power cities in the interior, because there's no national grid, it's very difficult for Russian producers if they are going to build wind turbines in the middle of Siberia to get that power back to where they need it, which is in the cities. And are international sanctions against Russia exacerbating this problem? It's difficult to say, but it's obvious that international sanctions have hurt financing broadly across industry here in Russia. I mean, the targeted ones against oil and gas companies in the green energy space, it's not going to have an impact. But local banks here, local lenders, they're struggling a little bit with getting outside financing. And just general consumer loans, general consumer credit is difficult to obtain. So yeah, I imagine local companies looking to invest will struggle or will be being asked to pay very high interest rates. I was actually just looking up the statistics earlier and it's quite striking. They seem to have about 11 megawatts of wind and 88 megawatts of solar. But even Belarus has about triple the amount of wind power and even fairly untropical Bulgaria has about 1,000 megawatts of solar. So they really are quite a way behind other countries. Exactly. And one of the arguments that's put across by some of these companies is about jobs. 
Russia's been trying to find a way to wean itself off oil and gas as a fiscal mechanism, as an industry bedrock, for some time unsuccessfully. And so some of the climate change groups here are basically saying, look, if you can upskill factories, if you can create a domestic industry building wind turbines, building solar plants, you know, trying to compete with other countries in the technology space, that is a fantastic opportunity for new employment. Now, whether that takes off, we need to wait and see. But some of the steps that have happened recently, as you mentioned last week, are in the right direction. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the Paris Accord. Moscow has obviously been prevaricating about exactly when it's going to ratify the accord that at least 147 other countries have already done that to date. Is there much public debate about this in Russia and indeed about President Trump's decision to quit the agreement? Not really. I mean, this came up at a conference last week. President Putin was on stage with a few other heads of state in St. Petersburg. He cracked a few jokes. He essentially said that Mr. Trump was completely in his rights to make a decision that he thought was best. But he then did make a joke that he was happy that the bad weather in Moscow that day could be blamed on American imperialism. And that Mr. Trump was obviously, because he pulled out of this agreement, was contributing to climate change. Mr. Putin has no opposition to the agreement here in Russia. There's complete political support for it. And on the sidelines of this conference, ministers were briefing journalists that this would go ahead. There would be a ratification soon. The important thing he said in his speech with regards to Mr. Trump, though, was that there's lots of time to work this out, that the real crux of the matter doesn't come along until 2021, which means, in his words, Mr. Trump can say what he likes, but the real action comes later. Yeah, I saw that comment. I was a bit confused about it because he seemed to be saying that the agreement hadn't actually entered force yet or wasn't going to enter force until 2021, whereas in fact it's already entered force. Yeah, I think his argument was the money that has to be spent and the changes that have to be made aren't instant and we have time to do them and so there's wiggle room. Of course, the real billion-dollar question here is Mr. Putin will not be happy if Mr. Trump is given special treatment and the Americans are able to renegotiate in their favor. So there will definitely be some haggling on this, but I don't think Mr. Putin is likely to follow Mr. Trump out the door. You don't, because some climate campaigners over here think that there's a high chance that Russia might end up backing away from the deal. I mean, look, people burning more oil and gas is great for Russia. Roughly about 50% of their budget revenue comes from oil and gas exports. So the more people burn fossil fuels, the better Putin's balance sheet looks. However, I don't think Mr. Putin is likely to give Mr. Trump a victory on this by coming out in support of him. It's impossible to say what Mr. Putin thinks. And anybody that tells you they know what's going on in the Kremlin is probably lying. But at the moment, it's a case of wait and see. But the science today are that Trump won't be joined by Mr. Putin in that group. Very interesting. Thanks so much, Henry. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.